truck and hit the road Our land is our home Welcome back, Arlanders. I'm Jaime, here with my good amigo Kingston, as always. What's, What's happening, going on? dude? Just, uh, we're just hanging out. Yeah, just selling studio. trucks and doing crazy shit. Selling trucks and <laughs> smacking butts. <laughs> <laughs> no, too much coffee, huh? Too we much ha- coffee. I'm, I have two coffees you on the desk. You literally two iced coffees on the desk. Um, oh, we have a good guest. You, yeah. I've never met Travis. I actually have met Travis. Yeah? Yeah, I met him at... Um, the adventure expo in Costa Mesa just went up. He was oh, like, yeah, yeah. off the grid and I was like, what up, dude? And he's like, what up? And that was it. <laughs> but you know him a lot better than I do. Yeah. Travis, what's going on? You're on the line with the Hourlander crew. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm calling into one of those sex lines right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the smack and butts part. Yeah. Smack and butts. yeah no. What was, uh, what, was what was K-Rock's like old school, like late night line? Wasn't it the love line with Dr. Drew? I think they still do oh, that. God. They still have it. Really? It was huge. Oh yeah, that was I'm entertaining. Not gonna say I call into that every night, but I, I call into that every night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, it's like it's pretty entertaining, though. Yeah, some funny stories, right? Yeah, and it's, the fact that it's anonymous. Well, some of them, well, some of them uh, feel like maybe Gage just to build out the hype. But hey, don't we all do that sometimes? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We're always fluffing up the story to make us sound cooler. <laughs> But they don't know nothing who like you a are. Good, nothing like a good fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys didn't know, Travis Hess, he's, dude, Travis, I feel like you've been in the community circle for a long time. Because when I kind of got into it, you're like one of the OGs that I was like, oh, all right. Because you were doing stuff with like Fieldcraft Survival. You've done stuff with Kingston. Um, so you're just a bunch of brands, a bunch of brands, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I've been in it way too long, which is probably why I'm starting to take more absences lately. But <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 I started, I think back in 2014, which seems like forever ago, but it's not, it's not that long ago. Uh, but yeah, I've worked, I mean, Kingston knows I've worked for, I mean, probably every single, whether people look at it as a good thing or bad thing, but I've probably worked for every large and small company in the space to, for, yeah, many years on and off. Damn. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I almost, I, I always pushed you to do a PR kind of firm because I feel like you're so good at it. Hey, man. You, you, uh, you're, you're chomping at something I may be working on. We'll see. Ooh. Okay. There we go. Finally. Kings are just hating. No. I think a lot of it, a lot of it stems like I think people don't have a really clear understanding on what everyone. Uh, especially the people who have been doing this for quite some time, exactly what their goals or experiences in the space. And I think there's just so many different routes that people have gone, whether it's, you know, just purely sticking to social or they're, they're creators for brands and they just post things on social from time to time. Or, you know, in my case, I, I, I tend to have more passion. I mean, I could take a photo or two of not at any level of Kingston or any of the guys, but I think, uh, I think where I took my, pride was was just connecting really good people with really good brands and mm-hmm. helping friends out that's just kind of where it took me yeah, yeah. i mean no. that's isn't that pr like connecting the, the dots pers- uh public relations yeah yeah totally that's 100 percent what it is it's <laughs> like oh i know this guy who makes let's just we were do- just talking about carly suspension mm-hmm. um on the last episode and i know you worked with carly suspension super close on your last build 
So like something yeah. like that where you're like, oh yeah, I know the founder of Carly. I know this guy. Let me connect you to and yeah. take that finders or what is it? Finders fee or something like that? Yeah. Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish I had finders fees from the get go. Cause I'd be rich as hell. But, That's what I was going to say. Uh, I feel like you're probably just working think, off of niceness. Well, yeah. I th- well, and also just kind of paying it forward. You know, a lot yeah. of times I can't, I can't, prov- you know, one thing I hate discount codes. I never really was about that because at the end of the day, Labor Day comes and people can get the same discount code. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess my, my outlook on it was, how can I bring awareness to the brand beyond just what my social was? Cause my social kind of just, I wouldn't say fell off, but it just kind of tapered. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to bring a, a different means of, of, of value to the side. And that was like, Hey, you're buying a truck. I know a person who owns a dealership. Let's, let's make this happen. If you're, if you're looking for a suspension company or, you know, I've, I mean, you name it, 90, 90% of the big names in the space, I've probably plugged them with a company uh, for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that is paying it forward to the ultimate because everyone just knows you, you know? Yeah. But then, uh, yeah. but then yeah. that's what, that's what, that's the point of starting like a, a firm or whatever you want to call it. Well, that's when it comes in handy because yeah. then you have the relationships to do that. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, I, th- I think that, that my whole thing, even looking at it was, yeah, I switched a lot of brands, competitors, whatever you name it. But at the end of the day, I've always kept a personal relationship with them. So mm-hmm. that say, for instance, down the road, a company does arise where I can help plug those uh, companies who are releasing a product to, and they want to get it to the certain niche people, whether that's in the mountain bike side, motocross side, off-roading, race trucks, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I at least have that rapport where I can say, hey, this is a good guy. Let's uh, let's figure out what the marketing budget is and, and go from there. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah, damn, that's I mean, amazing. That's pretty, it's a pretty like yeah, it's like almost like an agent, but also PR. But like then you just take a percentage of whatever the you know price, Every, price everyone, would be. Everyone wants like that's so funny because when I first started in the industry, it was like the Rolodex. It's like how big is that person's Rolodex essentially? Mm. Feel like still, I think that's still like uh, relevant. Relevant. You yeah, know, I mean, thing. P- the people that have the most connections are like almost the most valuable in a sense because it's like if you talk, if you if you get in with Travis or someone like that with the Rolodex that's like endless, mm-hmm. he will point you in the right direction, and he most likely won't do you wrong and yeah. get you in a room that's actually probably pretty hard to get into. Totally. So, well, yeah, I think I think I think the value the value in it is not just having the phone number or at least to having the rapport with the company, but also an understanding of what the company is actually looking for and yeah. finding the right individual. Exactly. I think, I think when we all started this, it kind of was like because social was getting big in this overland space, it was just throwing you know darts at the wind, hoping that whomever you hit or all these brand ambassadors are going to do something for you. And in, in in some cases, it worked out for companies. You know, there's people who've been with these brands for many many years. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. Whether that's the marketing team has a rotation of every three months, you're dealing with someone brand new mm-hmm. or your, which is a, actually a big issue in this space. But uh, I, I, I feel like if you're able to connect a person who is like minded in terms of what they're wanting to provide and also what the company is willing to give, then that's going to then lend into more of a long term relationship that is more beneficial than a short term game of X amount of sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 turnover rate. I remember in the beginning of like the influencer space was so big because they would just see you as like a disposable person. Yeah. But the one I feel like the brands that nailed it were like the long term relationships where it's like if that person crushed it, it could turn into a potential 
product collaboration mm-hmm. or a potential lookbook collaboration. And it just like, it never ended, you know, it's just like yeah. an awesome it's relationship. Got, it's an opportunity you know who to be that? Who? What's that? Casey. Casey? Yeah. They're, 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 I would agree with that. They've, I feel like the guys that I remember seeing Casey, because I bought Casey's, the little razors that I used to have, the lights. Yeah. They've had their influencers, some of them, for a freaking long time. Ever since I've ever probably, some people have been doing it for many years. But it seems like they treat them super well, too. Well, I mean, they what? did yeah. that Casey Camp thing. and For I was their like, influencers. Yeah. And How I was sick like, That's, is that? What other companies doing that? No one. Not, not, well, not that so Casey did it right in terms of their marketing side with, one, they got with the right people in a space where Baja and, and don't get me wrong, I, I've, I've worked with Rigid and Baja. I haven't worked with KC, but, and I, I still work with Baja right now and obviously still in good touch with, with Rigid. But I think that what KC has done is they have made it more of an experience than it be a UOS this. Mm. Uh, yeah. made it more so like, hey, how can we bring these people into, because at the end of the day, we as human beings just want to feel a sense of belonging or a sense of community. Totally. So if you're able to create, if you're able to create that environment for your ambassadors or those who are working with you, and whether it's a small trip or hey, we're releasing a product, uh, we'd really like to get this on your vehicle, what, no matter what it is, and this is how you can help us with this, um, and getting everyone together in one space. I think, I think a lot of times we only get to see each other. A lot, you know, a lot of the new, the new faces, old faces, we really only see each other a handful of times out of the year, and usually it's at expos. And so when things happen like COVID, you know, there, what the ability to, most companies fell on their face during COVID because they, their marketing budget was already allocated to these expos that now no longer were happening, but they're holding on to their money. Uh, but also, too, uh, people were going out by themselves. So unless they were able to uh, really connect with the right person who can create that experience on a solo trip, it kind of was a hard space to be in to help promote a product. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's definitely unique times right now, but it looks like we're we're coming around to the other side of it. Yeah, it totally, yeah, totally. seems like that. But yeah, it's so true. Like the feeling, sense of belonging, because Kingston and I both work with like, Kingston specifically more, he actually led me to Rigid. But I haven't, uh, I haven't really talked to any of the industry like leads there. I don't really know anyone besides like the guy that we know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep, we'll keep, we'll keep names out of it because it's actually probably where we talk to the same people. But yeah, rigid. And and this isn't rigid's issue. You know, a lot of people don't know rigid is is a uh, and I may speak too much, but I don't I don't care. Uh, people have the right to know. <laughs> uh, rigid many, going many, in. <laughs> Yeah, many companies have uh, are owned by like these big corporations. So like Rigid is one of them where a bigger corporation owns them and kind of dictates what Rigid's, Rigid's marketing budget can be, uh-huh. what they're able to do, yada, yada, yada. Rigid had a, the past two years has had a high turnover rate of their main marketing guys always stayed. Um, uh, and he is a great guy to work with. Uh, there's also another individual that works there that's been there for quite some time, but um, there has been some heavy hitters who are going to take rigid and, you know, a really good direction, which I feel like they're going anyways right now with mm-hmm. some of the lights that we things. But, uh, you know, a lot of them left and it kind of was like, uh, people, people whose contact has been there for six months is no longer there and they have to kind of start over, rebuild a new relationship with someone. And, and that can be hard. A lot of people lose opportunities that way. Yeah. Uh, and also people get a lot of bad taste in their mouth in that instance where it's like, Hey, I just, I've been working very hard to, 
to build this relationship. And now that that person's gone, I got to start over with someone who may not be totally knowledgeable what I'm willing to, or what I'm able to provide or the value that I add, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. Yeah, definitely. We don't like to do that. Name names. I feel like that's such a bad industry thing to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even matter. Anyways. It doesn't even matter. Um, that's yeah, just yeah like, well, I mean, also why, why give away, here's my outlook on it before, if you would ask me three years or if we did this two years ago, three years ago, I would have dropped names in two seconds because <laughs> I feel like everyone. I feel like everyone should have the ability to connect with the right people who are going to do them the right way. Yeah. However, now it's, it's, that's, that's what the Rolodex I've worked very hard to get into. Whereas like close friends, you know, Kingston knows he can call me anytime and ask me like, Hey, do you have someone here? I'm always willing to help. Mm. But if it's someone I don't know or someone like I really don't have a relationship with, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, I'm happy to steer you in the right direction, but this is what you're going to have to do to get it. Yeah. And kind of go through the support channel. For sure. Also just making sure like, if you do that, they're the dude that you're hooking them up with and linking them up with is a value. Like, are you stoked on that person? You know, is that's like the biggest thing. It's everyone that we kind of have in our circle. Like we're pretty stoked on hanging out with them and talking with them and they're just normal dudes, you know, or normal girls. Absolutely. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Cause the last thing you want to do is point someone in the direction. Like, dude, who did you send to me? That was gnarly. And you're like, uh, fuck that looks bad on your, on looks your end so too. Bad. Um, oh, 100%. Dude. So Kingston, is thinking, well, you just posted it's sh- that yeah. shit's out there, it's floating. But yeah. um, truck sales, we kind of want to get into. Um, is it a hard thing to navigate? Like I've seen, you've had success with sales in the past, right? Because you're on your your truck you have right now is F one fifty or F two fifty. F one fifty. Yep. And you got rid. You sold the twenty five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So how's that been? Yeah, Has it been? Sick. Was it kind of a a fun? ocean and navigate the sales the sales channel <laughs> am i late am i allowed to cuss on this <laughs> yeah of yeah. course dude <laughs> fuck no <laughs> fuck no <laughs> it's not, yeah it was not easy so here's 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 my look on it so i've always i've always held on to a truck for about a year and and the reality is you know what social does is it creates a very big environment of toxicity and also people can spew opinions without having any understanding of what the actual facts are uh-huh. so with that being said uh, I, I always, I build these trucks because it's a passion of mine. I came from the car scene. I've come from motocross scene, mountain bikes. I've always had a passion for making something better than what it was when I bought it. Um, and I have had, uh, from the forerunner to the Tundra, to the Raptor, to the Ram, to this truck, I, I've always ha- held them a year and a half, to two years after building them out. And that's my, 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 my perception of selling things online is not a good one. I think social media is a tool to use to help let get the word out. However, that also opens up the doors for people to share their personal opinions without mm-hmm. having an understanding of what they're really looking at. Yeah. Yep. Um, with the Ram, um, I've never, uh, I'll give, I'll give you an example. Uh, the Tundra, uh, to rebuild their, to rebuild that Tundra probably would have cost someone around 130 grand. Uh, with buying the truck and then all the modifications and obviously labor and all that. You're never going to get your money's back worth of what you put into products, labor. You're never going to get any money of what you put into labor. Um, so my, my perception on selling vehicles has always been, what is the value? And then I'll take the percentage of what the parts cost were. It's usually 15 to 20%. And then um, I will then base it off what the Kelly Blue Book is. And the one thing I think a lot of people tend to not understand or not take a grasp on when selling a vehicle is what a person is able to afford in terms of bank loans 
and also what kind of per- petty cash or like not pe- I'm always saying petty cash. What kind of cash funds most people have on hand? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say most of our demographic does not have ten thousand dollars just hanging around that they can just spew ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars they could just throw away and then you know that they've been holding for a rainy day. Yeah, and you know my my ton my tundra I sold for. 72 grand damn uh and the ram the reality is i probably could have waited out on the ram and got what i think i could have got i probably could have gotten in the 90s if i really wanted to but i did i sold that thing for eighty two thousand dollars. yeah it was such a well-built i mean every time you sell you i feel like personally just like the way you build them out you put so much time and thought into it so whatever the home it gets it's it's the person's going to score, you know? Well, and they're, and they're ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, with... So that's... I mean, look at the Tundra. The Tundra I sold right when... I mean, you right after that, that was going into the pre-lander scene, I guess is what you want to call it. Uh-huh. And also, you know, when people are selling trucks, you have to in some way... There's no negative... There shouldn't be a negative... Con- you know, um, no negative... Uh, feedback on someone trying to get some of their money back by utilizing what they've built it for. So like I knew when I was selling that Tundra that I was right ahead of when it was going to be something cool. Uh-huh. And so I knew I could get a higher dollar amount for it. Um, the Ram just happened to be like, there's no new Ram trucks on any dealership. And if you're paying for them, you're going to spend like retail. My, that Ram was $82,000 yeah. retail. It's crazy stock as hell and that had you know there was 30 30 35 40 thousand dollars in that truck sure. uh, that kind of just went to the wind but I, I think i think what we're noticing now is i think a lot of people are we're all getting to the age of kind of having a sit back and realization of what is actually important in our lives and that is whether that's home ownership starting a family you know toys can always come and go we can always put a pause on this uh, these expensive hobbies and really put focus on what life at what matters in life. Uh, and then circle back once we settle down, once we have that house we wanted, once we have that family we've wanted to start or get married, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, I think, I think we're in that phase. We're starting to see a lot of people kind of go towards that route or they've also dug a hole that they can't get out of. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, the, the, the idea of having, the toys and everything is i mean that's like everybody goes through that in their life where it's like i want the most toys the most cool shit like just gimme 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 right but i think at the same time like just seeing what you just said right or hearing what you just said then you kind of come to that point where it's like damn i I don't even have time to use my side by side my moto my overland rig and you know whatever other toys i have and then you just take a step back and like, okay, now it's, it's like time to simplify. Like what, what can I actually use and what do I want to like really get my hands dirty with? Like, I feel like I've been seeing you work on your house now and you're stoked mm-hmm. on it. You're like amped to work on the house, like getting your hands dirty with it, fixing certain things. Like that little liquor, did you make that liquor cabinet? Did I see that correctly? It was no. like a, that shit Come was, on, dude. That, thing, that thing was I sick. I bought that shit. Ah, <laughs> you didn't it. even build it? <laughs> Hell no! My na- my neighbor who moved out, he they built it, and they're like, oh, it was outside, uh-huh. and they're like, oh, we'll sell it. It's a re- to build this thing would have been it's like it's it's built very nicely, uh-huh. and it probably would have cost me like nine hundred dollars to build it. I bought it for two hundred bucks, and I put it in my house without my wife knowing. And originally she was, she was pretty pissed, but now it's you know it fits. But I think like 
here's here's the thing. Like the the the, the Rams. Uh, I came to the realization just because of how busy I was that like, and I guess we'll get into the numbers of it. Like most people that have that type of truck and maybe people know this, maybe people don't, their average payment is a thousand dollars a month average. Uh And that's with putting money down. Like I was only paying $700 a month on that truck, which to some people that's like, why would you spend that kind of money? And I think people kind of miss look, you know, people's incomes are different. And if that's something they can afford, then great. But I was like, dude, I'm driving this truck three or four times a month. Uh, and I'm spending, you know, let's include fuel, insurance, and car note. You know, that's $1,000 a month altogether. And I'm like, what am yeah. I, what's, what's the point of this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you know? you're looking so, at the future of it, like the future value of you owning that rig. Where where did you well, see it going, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I... Um, I had a lot of plans for that truck. I mean, I just finished that project with Carly and that should have, we were going to get that done. The whole timing of it was pretty fucked just because I had this big plan and I always have a vision of where I'm taking these trucks or these builds. Uh-huh. And sometimes, you know, especially with COVID, there were severe delays. So like that dominator kit was supposed to happen happy, you know, six, seven months prior to when it actually did. Um, but, uh, because lead times I was, you know, it just didn't happen. And, it lined up where I was like, I, I don't know. I just had, I woke up one morning, had a coming to Jesus or whatever you believe in yeah. uh, moment where I was like, fuck this. I'm selling it. I don't want a car payment. I'm kicking it old school and I want to do something that build something that I can hold on to and really have a passion and building and build it right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what led me to this uh, piece of shit in my garage. I think those, dude, you'd no, be surprised on, truck. yeah, the OBS <laughs> body styles are so, I mean, I think they're pretty sought after now. Like, they're cool. They're retro. They have, like, this weird, cool, old style aesthetic. Like, I, I like that truck a lot that you have right now. My buddy was working a, um, yeah. in Havasu. They have, I don't know, not Havasu. It was up in Reno. It's called <laughs> Hot Summer Nights. Have you ever heard of that before? It's like a car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. super sick. So he was just working it yeah. recently and they had an old, like the OBS F-150 thing was cherry, dude. So cherry. And it went to auction and the person walked away spending, I think he's bought that thing for like 7,500 bucks. And then he was just, he was just rolling through like all the cars that were being listed there. Like all the retro trucks were going for like a pretty penny, like Definitely, there is a market for the old school trucks right now. Well, I look at I look at the OBSs like as if uh, let's let's take like the OBS or let me how do I phrase this? The F one hundreds right now are uh-huh. where the OBSs are going to be in three years. Hundred percent. So F one hundreds right now, top dollar, especially if they're built right. You're spending thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty grand, depending on how it's built. Yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah. The OBSs are in that realm right now. We're finding a very clean OBS with relatively low miles depending on how you look at how miles mileage is mileage is uh and what the life when the vehicle is purchased how many miles was driven every year you know the list can go on but it it they are very quickly becoming in a very expensive truck especially the short if you could find a mint short bed extended cab sick that four-wheel drive so sick you're spending well over 20 grand easily yeah what what, Um, yours isn't a long bed is it Hell no! I was gonna say, yeah, long beds are kind of gnarly. I've never really been into. They're gnarly, but they look 
they you can make them look good, but I really wanted a short bed, and I really wanted a four by, and I really wanted an extended cab just because of my dog. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I, I I found this truck in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, a kid owned it. Uh, but before that, it was it's been a two. It basically is a one owner vehicle because the kid never registered it. He only owned it, owned it for like twenty days, uh, and it was owned by a couple who was in their seventies. They've owned it since new, and uh, the only downside of it, it's not four wheel drive. But we are quickly changing that right now, where it's going to be a, a four wheel drive uh, pre runner. So sick! Damn, that's sick. <laughs> that's good. It's just another project. Yeah, you can't leave them stock, huh? <laughs> Dude, it's like I, I I literally just finished the video today, kind of like a quick update on where the truck status is, where all these parts are, and yeah, and I I I I just gave the example of this is going to be the build that I probably won't supersede again, just because like the shocks and coilovers for this truck alone is is more expensive than my entire long travel kit on my Tundra. Yeah, the the one yeah. you didn't you post like a red F one fifty that everyone is like this is to the nines like the cleanest F one fifty pre runner you'll ever see. Yeah, that's a guy named Oliver. He works. Yeah, I think he still works at De- Desolate Motorsports. But that was a frame off conversion. Like that thing is as mint as mint can get. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Does he run I, it? That's kind of. Yeah, he does. I I mean, he's uh, he works. It seems like I don't know the guy. I've never met him. I've never talked to him. But I'm a pas- I'm very passionate about what he did with that truck because it is just it's not overly done. It's very clean. Mm-hmm. It it just does exactly what it's meant to do, and that is be a functional truck day to day, but still can blast through the desert or go camping, whatever you want to do it. So, so sick. I, I think that that's the direction that that my truck is going. Obviously, I'm going to add my little twist to it to make it my own, but. Uh, but yeah, that's the direction that it's going for sure. What that's do you think cool. is going to happen with, um, cause we, Kings and I were just talking about like how gnarly the truck market's been lately. And that's like the hard part about social media is everyone has an opinion when you list your shit for sale. But I, I mean, I don't foresee, unless the production just finally catches up with demand, maybe the pricing will kind of mellow out a little bit, but I don't see it changing the next like year or so. I feel like everything will, is just will, pretty inflated. Yeah, it's not going to change for the next year. Here's the reason why the reason why prices are so high is because dealers can't get new vehicles, so they have to rely on their used market. So dealerships are offering fifteen percent higher than fifteen to twenty percent higher, maybe a little less, maybe a little more yeah. of what they normally would for a used vehicle because they just they need to get income moving through their place, and they know they can make a, a return on it. So once once a used market. Uh, once once dealers start getting their new vehicles in, which isn't anticipated till like spring 2022, it's not. It really isn't going to slow down. But I also think, I think that, and this is a personal opinion. Uh, I, I think I think that there are, uh, like I think Kingston, your your pricing is is very fair. I think there are people who aren't being fair who are trying to get their top yeah. dollar just because they're trying to use and abuse the market right now. Yeah. But hey, yeah. to each their own. If they're trying to make a quick buck. You know, I, I don't judge that. If they can get away with it, shit. I mean, look at the, the person who just bought my Ram. He, I'm assuming he owns a dealership because no more than like two weeks after he bought it, they changed the ring color on the wheel, on the Innovate to black. And they, it's in Montana right now for $98,000. Damn. So he listed it. He's trying to make a quick 15K on that thing. And, he, and they will. Someone, someone's going to buy that truck because if they look at it, okay, there's 13,000 miles on the truck. 
brand new. <laughs> yeah. It is you can go buy you can go buy an AV prospector for 120 grand. Go for it. But that thing will absolutely decimate an AEV prospector through and through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the car, I mean, you've done a shit ton of work to it. Yeah, the yeah, you could, the you could, you could jump that thing if you wanted to. Did you yeah. ever jump that thing? Hell no. It's my daily driver, dude. Shit, dude. That'd have been sick if you just roll, you put a roll cage. You know the, <laughs> our buddy Lost Sasquatch? Uh, yeah. 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 Have you, have yeah, you been sure. keeping up with this rig? The rig build that he's Hell yeah, in I'm, talking shit to, I'm talking shit to him every day. That shit looks sick, dude. Come it's on. It's so Chevy. Sick. Yeah. Here's, 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 here's the thing, and people <laughs> probably know this by now. I am, I am mechanically savvy to a point. Uh, <laughs> now, I also, I have, you know, I'm, I'm in a space where I can, yeah, I can, I can have people do my installation. I, I, I work very hard and I, I, I do make a decent living, so I can, I can afford to do that. Some people can't, some people can, it is what it is. But how I look at it as like, if I want it done right, my hands are not fucking touching it. Because yeah. uh, if I do it, it, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, and um, I try to do as much, especially on this truck, I've been trying to do as much as I can personally, but where this truck is going, I'm not going to be able to, I am at no level that Jordan is at with uh, sure. with his build. Yeah, I'm definitely like, when I look at his build, I'm always like low-key so jealous of not yeah. the truck, of just his abilities. I'm I like, know, it's pretty you're inspiring. a fucking legend. Like, yeah. if, Dooms, if Doomsday comes around and is an apocalypse, I want to be with Jordan because <laughs> yeah. he's going to fucking make sure we get out with the gnarliest Ooh. swords, yep. truck running correctly, houses built. Like, what the fuck? He, he's crazy. Oh, yeah. So talented. Yeah, he's... There's two... There's two old... I think... My my uh, my my outlook, and I try and gauge the market like of what I know what's popular now. I'm always trying to gauge what's next, and obviously, right now we're really starting to see a trend of people going either. There's two directions that people are going. They're either a go under realizing that all the bullshit they heard about full sizes not being able to do what most people what uh, oh, yeah. most of these sales. That's a, that's a blatant fucking lie. So yeah. Yeah. nine times out of ten, ninety percent of people are doing trails that can be done with full-size vehicles. So they're realizing, oh, shit, I don't need to have a 4Runner. I can go get a full-size truck, much more spacious, better on gas anyways, and I can throw a camper on it and do everything that I've done thus far. Yeah. And yep. be more comfortable in doing that. Uh, I, or I never, two, yeah. No, go for it. Number two. Uh, two is, two is I think people are getting rid of uh, having a bank note and going old school and buying something that they can easily work on with less computers and have fun doing it still. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I know I didn't grow up with mid-sized trucks. I always grew up with full-size trucks. So it was just like I, I already right yeah. when I had my first F one fifty. I've always I've had two F one fifties, but I've I've never felt the need of like man, I really do need a mid-sized like Tacoma or Forerunner or Ranger or something like that. You know? Yeah. I'm so I'm so used oh, to. Oh, and by the, the and by the way, Taco- Tacomas are trash. Yeah. <laughs> so blatant. It's crazy. Travis, this it's crazy is the prices tra- that those are going for. Travis is on a level, dude. Hey. <laughs> I don't. Well, he, I don't. I, here's. I, I'm at. I'm at. And I, I. I've had this conversation with Jason. I've had this talk with us. I've had this conversation with with Kingston. Like, I. I really. I think. I think social has. Just, uh, social media has distorted many of us to think that that social media is what our value is as human beings mm-hmm. and. It, it, that simply isn't the case. You know, I think uh, one of the conversations I just had with someone over at work was um, uh, our understanding of uh, or our definition of what friends are has 
complete the definition of it has gone out the window with social media because we can meet a person once and they're like, Oh yeah, that's my friend. <laughs> you don't even know that dude's last name or what his wife or kid's name or whatever. You don't know anything about them. All you know is you met him once and that's it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, I feel like social has kind of distorted what our, our outlook on what either success is, what, you know, our accomplishments are or what reality is. And, uh, I think that a lot of people are coming to fruition of like, I'm just going to do shit for me. Yeah. Uh, which is and what it should have been from and, the beginning. That's the funny yeah. part. Well, but social, social, well, I, that's the point is social is distorting that. Yeah. Well, and also who we identify as, and I'm not talking about sexuality. I'm just talking about who we are as human. <laughs> <laughs> who we are that's as a whole different beings. podcast episode, dog. Yeah. That's a whole different podcast. No, I'm sorry. I should have, I should have, don't, don't, don't fall for that bullshit. Uh, my, 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 my thing is like, I, I think, I think, and I'm, and I'm guilty of it. I've, I've chased, um, I've chased what, I think people would have wanted to see instead of what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that kind of put a damper on what my enjoyment out of it. You know, there's been countless trips where I've felt I really went on the trip just with the outlook of like, Oh, I'm going to get some really good photos. I'm going to be around people who are going to, we're going to be able to work together to grow to this next level. Instead of just being like, I'm going to go on this trip with my friends and have a good fucking time, whether I take photos or not, and actually just enjoy the moment. A hundred percent. And then yeah. that's, and that's, that's literally the name of the game when it comes to going on these trips. I feel like people are like, Ooh, I'm going to go with that trip with that guy because I'm going to get this yeah. out of it or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works, dog. Well, just, back, back in the day, Hey, back in the day that helped, you know, back when Kingston yeah. and I were all starting, like that was, you had to do that to actually have some actual organic growth. But yeah. With social these days, like, I mean, there's very few people right now that are actually growing organically uh, that you can, I mean, you can spot fake shit from a mile away. Yeah. And there's a lot of that out there. However, uh, like Jason Denny has done a fantastic job of branding himself in a way that he is very marketable. Super, um, and yeah, he, unique. He's growing at an exponential rate. Uh, Jillian has her market, and she's doing a fantastic job. AJ has his own thing. You know, Kingston has his own thing. There's, if we really want to go like nitty gritty of who was around from the beginning and who's still around and relevant and growing, I can count them on maybe. I, I mean, I'd be yeah. pushing if I could do it on two hands. Yeah, pushing it, dude. You know who I really, really enjoy lately? Their content is uh, I don't even know his for. Uh, What's his, I don't know what his first name is, but Hogland Overland, his fucking, oh, yeah, yeah. dude, his growth, I've noticed, because I would see him in the beginning, so in the past like two years, he's definitely blew up, but he just focuses on reels, and he he makes it fucking, like he's funny, like he's just like, I like drinking beer and, and camping by myself, and he makes like funny ass reels, and I'm like, this fucking feels so unique and funny, you know? Unique is one word, but I think what everyone is looking for is authenticity. It's off- and, yeah, I think yeah. I, and I think, I think, I think we, um, or I can't say we, I'll just speak on my end. <laughs> you know, there was definitely times where like the shit I was pushing, yeah, I was running their product, but was it authentic? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, but I always, my whole thing was, it was never really about the product. It was always about the relationships and meeting really cool people. And, um, that's why products in my eyes, they can always come and go, but like 
the relationships I've built, whether that's, you know, friends with, with you guys, Kingston or, you know, uh, AJ or any of those people, like the friendships mean more to me than, than any of the, the growth that they could provide or the, you know, or, or the companies I've worked with, the products that they can give me, like, there really is no value to have being surrounded by good people. There's no market value on that. And if you can surround yourself with that, you're then going to be more authentic, authentic to the people you're trying to market yourself to. Damn. Yeah. On that fucking note, dude. It's got to do you. Damn. Travis just fucking closing it out with the most <laughs> lit coming to life realization right there. Yeah. I was it's just, I, you know, what's funny? I was, I literally, all right, we're going to get Travis, you know, talk about selling trucks because he sells trucks <laughs> and he just hits us with the most realistic thing we can ever hear. Yeah. Have your circle because you actually enjoy hanging out with your circle and keep your shit authentic and don't be looking for a bunch of handouts because that shit's going to fade real quick. Yeah. Look at real you, quick. Travis. And it's okay. It's okay if your circle is not big. Your circle could be very small. Yeah. yeah. I hope I don't know if that was you or the whiskey talking, but man, that shit got me feeling some type of way. It's a mixture of both. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much, Travis. Um, we were just looking at the memory card. We didn't freaking clean it. How much time do we have left on that thing? Uh, we got ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, good. But, um, but yeah, we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to like follow back up with you. Yeah, that was good. We should just constant uh or a, a recurring guest on our episode. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that we should have like a bi monthly Travis talk. Real talk by Travis. <laughs> real talk by Travis. Are you or down with that, with Travis? Travis? <laughs> I am I am one you know, I've actually uh I, I, I enjoy I think the last podcast I did was with Killcraft and I, I've always enjoyed kind of just I don't know. I think we're all getting to a space where it's like I don't know. The more we could share our life experiences, the more people can then kind of dabble down on what they're really looking for in life. And yeah. if we yeah. can help share those those experiences, then we can help kind of direct people into where they want to end up. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally. I, I I would agree with that. I think it's it's good to just chat as well. Like, you know, before today, before I called you and was like, "You want to go on a podcast?" Probably, you know, I wouldn't have never thought. Uh, just jumping on a call and just like chatting, you know what I mean? We got to We got to have more of those, uh, interactions. To yeah. It's interesting. Be human. We had so m- so many levels of conversation today, just based off yeah. today's episodes that we shot with. Cause every person brought something different to the table, but here's, what's funny. Every person we spoke to today, Kyle, uh, Colin and Travis, they all have something in common, which is what, what he just said. It was like keeping that circle tight and just really focusing on what made them happy. Yeah. Kyle That's got true. back to his campouts. Yep. Uh, Colin is now living life on the road, photography, and just like you know, making his life simpler. Yeah. And Travis is like, "Fuck this! I'm just trying to like focus on what I'm. I know is the correct next step, not what the yeah. clout is about. You know. Yeah. Family, friends, house, and trucks, and truck. Yeah. <laughs> a a reality. <laughs> <laughs> and whiskey. There you go. And whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, fuck. I appreciate I appreciate you guys having me on. It really yeah, it means a lot. And uh, you know, I know it's kind of like all over the place, but you know, hey, maybe some someone will get something out of it, and that's all. That's all we can do. Is yeah, exactly. Knowledge. Plug plug your shit, dude. What do we What do we have? Uh, you want my address or my social? Uh, <laughs> give me your social, and then give me <laughs> give me your shoe uh, size. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm a size large shirt. Uh, no, I'm, um, my my social for anyone who is interested, it's private now. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, it's Travis Hess underscore. Okay. Um, 
I'm no blue check mark. Um, my uh, followers go up and down like the the weather and my uh, significant other's emotions. <laughs> um, but if you want, like honestly, if, if people if you want to follow, go ahead. If you have some serious questions, I'm gonna answer them. No filter. I really don't give a shit. I just uh, I want to steer people in the right direction to have a good time with those they love and just have a good time and viewing and enjoying our beautiful natural landscape that we have in the United States. Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That cool. was a good way. Thank you, Travis. Appreciate it, man. Have a good week. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. You guys too. Later. Right, later. later. Bye. All right. That was sick. Yeah. Fuck. That was like a lot of emotions in one podcast. It was intense. I liked it. Yeah. I'm like sweating. It's cool to let people talk though. Yeah. He like, he, let them share some story. You know what I mean? It's like, we've been doing our podcast like back and forth, but it's cool to have people on there and yeah, share their vision on things. I feel like we can listen. Cause I don't really know Travis's story too well. And obviously the podcast wasn't about like his background, but he, um, you can tell, like, I feel like he's lived many lives. Oh yeah. He's, Was, isn't he a veteran? He's a, or he's no? a knowledgeable person. Was he a, is he a veteran? I don't, know. He serve? I don't, I don't think so. No, he's just, Fieldcraft guys, uh, some of those guys did. So that's okay. maybe why. That's why I, I thought that. about it. Um, but wow. Yeah. You okay? Speaking of, no, no. I was thinking, I was thinking, here I go, trying to do it again. Trying to find my way into this. <laughs> trying to find your route is the best and easiest way when you're camping with today's sponsor of our episode, Onyx Offroad. Why do we love Onyx, Kingston? Because you can get that route, son. And we can look, bef- <laughs> we know before we go. Yep. Where we're camping, where we cannot trail, where we cannot off-road, and where we can find the most epic destinations. And we can pump. camp on BLM. Yeah. Do all the information. Yeah, dude. Hell Disperse yeah. camping, knowing everything, uh, uh, also saving, so you can go back and be like, man, Tracking. how was that? That last place Hell I went, yeah. boom, right there, Onyx Off-Road. If you want a discount, go to our show notes. Yep. Yeah. Did you Been see there. how I was like trying to figure out? The yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, you, you're like, you're like, you okay over there? I'm like convulsing in my chair. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, on the we'll next s- one. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Load the truck and hit the road. All land is our home.